0: Hey folks, Dan with Holy Spirit Soapbox, and I hope you are doing so very well today or tonight, whatever time it is for you. Thank you for showing up. Thank you for listening in today. I am not a baker, but I have baked some stuff in my life. I know. A weird a weird way to start this all off. <laughs> but especially during COVID times, I think is what we're calling it now. When you know when everything was shut down and Everything, you you could barely even go out anywhere. I learned to bake. Even just like regular loaves of bread, because I never really did that before. And they did not come out like the store-bought ones, I'll tell you that much, okay? And it's interesting how many types of bread there are, too. Like, we tried different things, we tried different cakes as well, but especially bread, because bread is so versatile. I love bread. I mean, you just throw, give me a slice of toast... And throw some butter on it man I am happy okay give me a give me a slice of sourdough bread or cut up some sourdough bread for me and that man I am even more happy that's actually one of my favorite types of bread and it could take weeks with sourdough bread because it needs to ferment and continue to grow and, and the leaven has to activate the yeast has to activate all these things have to activate in order for it to grow And there's this old technique. That dates back to ancient Egypt where you can use old dough, meaning dough that is not moldy (laughs) and has been sitting refrigerated in some way for a few days. and, And you can incorporate it into new dough where it becomes a type of leaven to help the dough rise. You use old dough for new dough and it gives off this fermented smell and taste like the good stuff. Similar to sourdough, not like disgusting, fermented, gross, moldy stuff. The good sourdough smell, fermented smell. And again, I'm no baker, and I have not tried this myself. And this is not a recipe podcast, so if you want to try it, do your research and find real recipes. Don't trust Dan on this, okay? That's my little disclaimer so people don't try it and they get sick or something. But, but that's a real method that people have used over many thousands of years, to take old dough and put it into new dough. In the Bible, we hear about bread and leaven a lot. We do. In the Old Testament, the Israelites were instructed to eat only unleavened bread every year during Passover as a commemoration of the exodus from Egyptian slavery. I also have to note that I was incorrect a couple episodes ago maybe not incorrect but not totally correct okay i i like to admit when i'm wrong all right i was actually called out by none other than my dad about this and he's this huge history buff so am i but he's way more than i and he knows a lot about history but he goes hey no it was the israelites that were enslaved by egyptians not just the jews it was all of the israelites the tribe of Judah is included in that, but it wasn't just the Jews. So thank you, Dad, and apologies to everybody. Sometimes I just go off on a tangent and I say the wrong thing. So I apologize about that. But aside from that, in the New Testament, Jesus calls himself the bread of life. And that man cannot live on bread alone, but the word of God. Matthew 4.4 4. Bread is also part of the Eucharist, or the breaking of the bread, or the communion, whatever you want to call it, to represent Jesus' broken body, and to accept his sacrifice for us. So bread and leaven play this huge role in the Bible. But why? It's a great description for how leaven interacts with bread, similar to how sin or righteousness interacts with the heart of man. Okay? In a previous episode, we talk about the fact that sin spreads, not just within an individual, but it also spreads amongst groups of people. Similar to pigs in mud, a pig gets all cleaned up and and then it runs back into the mud, encouraging other pigs to do the same. Let's look at Mark 8 really quickly, specifically Mark 8 verses 14 to 21 So again, if you don't have your Bible, I'm going to read this out loud and they're in the description, but Mark chapter eight, verses 14 through 21. I'm reading from the NIV here. It says this, the disciples had forgotten to bring bread except for one loaf that they had with them in the boat. Be careful. Jesus warned them. Watch out for the yeast of the Pharisees and that of Herod. They discussed with one another and said, it is because we have no bread. Aware of their discussion, Jesus asked them, Why are you talking about having no bread? Do you still not see or understand? Are your hearts hardened? Do you have eyes but fail to see and ears but fail to hear? And don't you remember? When I broke the five loaves for the five thousand, how many basketfuls of pieces did you pick up? Twelve, they replied. And when I broke the seven loaves for the four thousand, how many basketfuls of pieces did you pick up? They answered, Seven. He said to them, you still not understand? Jesus asked this, this loaded question, <laughs> and it's amazing because this is what Jesus does. He likes for us to participate, He loves for us to actually fully understand. That's why He asks questions. So I kind of didn't get it at first. I, I understood the whole abundance thing. He's like, You guys only have one loaf of bread? Why you? Who cares? Why are you so concerned about that? You have one loaf of bread. You see what I did for the crowds? But it was the part about the yeast or leaven I was like, okay, I really got to meditate on this and and pray to God and, and really do a little bit of research. And when Jesus tells them to beware of the yeast or leaven of the Pharisees and Herod, he's talking about false teachings and guidance. So for the Pharisees, their yeast or leaven is of law, teaching people to do things or else, all while being you know hypocritical in doing so their hearts are looking towards power and money for Herod his yeast or leaven is similar but of politics and power so similar to the pharisees they're all seeking self and not jesus and similarly their leaven can cause an expansion of incorrect teachings and ideas that is more detrimental to all people. So that little bit of leaven, right, that little bit of yeast that's inside of a loaf or inside of, of, of some kind of dough will continuously grow. And if you give the power to these false teachings, it will grow, it will expand. So if the Pharisees continue to teach law and condemn others... People would follow suit and condemn each other in the law of God. And those that wanted to follow God looked to these teachers for guidance. And that's what a false prophet is. And, and with Herod, from a political standpoint, power is obtained through force out of jealousy and selfishness. For those looking for a heroic type of Messiah or, or some kind of hero in their life, or maybe for a leader, they may look to him for guidance. But both guidelines are incorrect. Jesus is the answer. This is why he calls himself the bread of life. Now it's possible that these apostles and disciples that were with him when they were talking about this bread stuff, they're like, what is he talking about? The yeast of the, of Herod and, and the Pharisees, they might still look up to both of them in a way. They might still look up to the Pharisees and Sadducees a little bit as religious leaders because, hey, they do know the scriptures really, really, really well, and you almost have to be kind of questioning things because they're like, "Wow, Jesus, this Jesus guy, right? I've seen these miracles, I've seen all these things, but they're they're creating it, he's creating a stir amongst these religious leaders. They might have had a little bit of doubt in them. Those with faith, or a lot of faith. In Christ knowing that he was a Messiah probably didn't as much but those that were still around that were still unsure that weren't really following Christ only heard about him if that yeast or that leaven of the Pharisees get in them it could really alter their mindset they could really alter their hearts to not follow Jesus so I want to say that maybe some of these apostles were thinking really you know of the flesh but People like Gamaliel, right? He was a well-known Pharisee. He was a great teacher. He taught Paul or Saul of Tarsus before he became Paul. He was a student of his and Saul knew a lot of things. Now, we don't hear about Saul until later, right? This is after Jesus' death and resurrection. But people like Gamaliel, these other scholars, Nicodemus, Joseph of Arimathea, These guys were really high up in in religion. They knew a lot of things. There were a lot of scribes. There were a lot of Pharisees. There were a lot of Sadducees. And they all taught. And they all guided a lot of people. And because of that, this old leaven, there's this old leaven or this old yeast that the Pharisees were using, which essentially were old traditions and old law, were being added to, to dough. It was being added to, to everybody, to the crowds, to the groups. And they were all feeding on it. They are all soaking that in. For years they were doing this until the Messiah came, Jesus Christ. They were using this old dough, this old leaven to leaven the bread. And it kept expanding in the community. So everybody was like, this must be right. It must be right that these Pharisees and these Sadducees are talking like this, that they're teaching these things, that we are not dead to the law. And then when Jesus came, it took a lot, a lot of heart changing to start following Christ because, again, they were all so used to this this whole situation with, with the old leaven, this old way of life. So that's why in my, this is just me, this is Dan speaking, I'm wondering if maybe the apostles were like, Oh, yeah, when he's talking about the leaven of the Pharisees and stuff, like, don't take bread from them because, you know, they're acting mean to us. And, you know, like they didn't even go the route of, oh, maybe these Pharisees are truly, truly false prophets or false teachers, I should say. We know Jesus is the word, John 1, and his word is everlasting and enduring. We know this. His guidance while on earth is to show us God's heart. And if we were to expand using his leaven or yeast, and not the Pharisees, the Sadducees, not Herod, not anybody else, it would be for the glory of God and for the benefit of all of mankind. So I have one more verse to meditate on here on top of the others that we mentioned today. This is 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 6 through 8, and I'm reading from the NIV. Now, Corinthians were written to by Paul. We just talked about Paul. And guess what? Paul talks about leaven. Crazy, right? Everybody knew what bread was. Everybody knows what leaven, or knew what leaven was. Maybe people today don't, but people knew what leaven or yeast was. People had bread. That was a big food source back then. So bread was brought up a lot. So here's what he says. This is 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 6-8. through And it says this. Your boasting is not good. Don't you know that a little yeast leavens the whole batch of dough? Get rid of the old yeast, so that you may be a new unleavened batch, as you really are. For Christ, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed. Therefore let us keep the festival, not with the old bread leavened with malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth." I mentioned this earlier, Israelites eat unleavened bread because it was a commemoration of the exodus out of Egypt. A lot of them were in a haste when they were doing this exodus, when they were leaving Egypt, when, they, when Moses led them out. They were in a haste and they couldn't knead their bread. They couldn't let the dough rise. So the unleavened bread is both in physical and in spiritual meaning here. The spiritual aspect is like what Jesus said in Mark that we just heard and other Gospels, including Luke. He wrote a similar thing. And what Paul says here in 1 Corinthians, as well as, I think, in Galatians, this leaven is the old leaven, the legalistic of the old self, no longer representing who you are. Jesus is the new yeast, the new leaven, the bread of life. And I also encourage you to take communion with Christ if you haven't done so recently or ever. We'll talk about communion or the Eucharist in an upcoming episode, but it's such an amazing symbol of a deepened relationship with Jesus Christ. It really hits differently. I'm not going to lie to you. When I sit there and I hold that piece of bread and, and the wine or the juice and I and I take it and I just pray while I do it and I really feel this and accept Jesus at that moment and then, thank him at that moment, man, it's such a huge thing. And that's how the Exodus was supposed to be for the Israelites. The Exodus that you were supposed to, that unleavened bread and why they ate it was to kind of sit and reflect on that and be thankful for that whole situation because Jesus had not come to earth as a human to die as a Passover lamb yet. And that's what what Paul is saying here. He must have been speaking around Passover during this verse here because he was like, Listen, the Passover lamb is slain. All that stuff, eating unleavened bread, you're not eating bread that's been leavened, but you're not eating of the bread of life. What are you doing? You're commemorating the exodus out of Egypt, which is great. You can celebrate that, but you're not eating of the new bread, the new leaven, the new yeast, which is Jesus Christ. So finally, I want to ask you three questions. Here's question number one. How have you used old leaven, quote unquote, or used old yeast or dough, or fallen back into the ways outside of Jesus? What are some ways you've done that? Question two, what are some ways you might be able to tell those with non-righteous leaven as Jesus warns us about? And then question three, how can you continue to eat the bread of life every day? Now, I would love to pray over everybody. Thank you so much once again. If you can go ahead and give us just like a little like, you know, on your favorite podcast app or a five-star rating or 10-star if they even have it, just a good rating. That would be super helpful for us. But most importantly, go ahead and tell that gospel to somebody today. Spread the gospel today. Tell somebody about Jesus. Tell somebody your testimony and lead it back to Jesus. Just tell the world of him if you can do that today. But I want to pray over you, so if you could take your prayer posture, if it's safe to do so, let's talk to God. Our Father in heaven, so holy are you that you came to earth to save us all. We thank you for that. We, We worship you for that. We pray that we can discern old leaven from new leaven and follow your word so that we can all do your will. Lord Father, We accept Jesus' resurrection as our salvation. We pray that we can continue to eat of the bread of life every day and not divert and orient ourselves away from the most necessary bread of all, our Lord Jesus. And we pray all this in His name. Amen.